Katie, how are you? Good, and you? I'm doing. I'm doing good. Good. Uh, here we are in podcast number eleven, 11 August twenty twenty three. Um, we're about to maybe hit a milestone. Our next podcast with our one year anniversary coming up soon. Yeah, next one's twelve, and then it's our anniversary. So we're so that's amazing. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Um, we've, we've been busy, um, this past weekend, we just came off of the WCB2 tour finals, hence, you know, a little nod Our to Sherwood Park Bowl <laughs> that actually, um, hosted, um, the event for us on, in the, on the, on the past weekend. And Katie, you were very busy because, uh, you are one of the commentators for the tour finals and the, the taping of that event on Saturday. And yeah. uh, that was fun. I attended that event. It was uh, amazing, really great uh, turnout and fun to watch. Yeah, it'll and be then, super uh, fun for everybody, like as the episodes get released as well, yes. to find out who the winner was, if you don't know. Yeah, tune in. Stay tuned. <laughs> and then uh, I'm wearing a championship hat. If you can tell, the Gallagher Cup for the second time in a, in a row. I was um, enabled to actually participate again this year as a as a co-coach, which was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, the teams were tremendous, fun to watch. Uh, came down to the the last second last game. It was yeah, yeah. yeah it was very very good. So a lot a lot of fun. Proud proud of the boys, um, obviously. And I'm I was the token female, so wouldn't it be Represent. interesting? Yeah, representing. <laughs> so uh, ladies, we got to step up our game so we can kind of compete in in some of these fun events. Um, from there, just want to say that the WCBT had their AGM on Sunday, and I just wanted to kind of let everybody know, if you hadn't seen it on Facebook, what's happening um, um, with that association. So uh, Carrie Kreitz is going to be uh, president again. First vice president's going to be Mark Johnstone. Um, second vice president's going to be Greg DeGrazia. Our treasurer continues to be Blair Tuck, and our secretary and Jen Baldwin. Uh, media director in Tyler Tickad and our tour championship director is our very own Katie Rayner. She's taking on more things. <laughs> I figured if there was any tournament for me to like take on within the WCBT, this one's in the middle of summer. I'm off anyway. I'm not working. Yeah. So I might as well take on something else and just roll You've with it. You've got so. a lot on your plate. You know, I like plus to be I'm, busy. Plus <laughs> like fully bowling invested, right? Like giving back to the community as well yeah. as just, you know, you're trying to keep take care busy. of your own game and be successful and teach yeah. children. And, and just, you know, do it all. But yeah, I like <laughs> it. I enjoy it. I think, you know, I'm at a point in my life where it's a good time for me to be giving back to the game that I've taken a lot from. So I might as well just dive head first and go for it. It's amazing. Well, congratulations yeah. everybody for that. Hey. And then just want to celebrate club tours coming up this weekend. So it looks like there's going to be a great participation um, with a, a great um, potential payout for those who are playing prize payout for a plane. So good luck everybody who's attending this weekend um, in Ontario. And then just want to kind of mention uh, the Newfoundland Bowling Tour actually is getting ready to host their 2023 uh, next event in the Body Quest Challenge. Um, basically the first week of September, September 6th to 10th at St. Pat's Lanes. Um, it's going to cons consist of 
um, several events. Um, the first event is called the Hybrid uh, Doubles event, which is one POA player and one scratch player. Um, from there, they are also doing a classified pro youth team and each team must have one bowler from one defined average class. It's actually really great what they're doing. And one bowler on each team has to be a YBC senior. So they're really trying to leverage um, the next generation of bowlers, um, which is a great. And then they'll be hosting their uh, main singles event, which will consist of uh, three qualifying shifts that will be six games each, and then they're taking the top 25 advance to the to the next level. So, um, looking forward to seeing what MB, MBT has to offer that first week. And then, um, as we're kind of getting ready, there's lots going on in terms of um, RWCBT. Just want to announce that the Autumn Open is going to be celebrating their 50th anniversary here in um, Calgary, Alberta at Paradise Lanes. They're starting to get really prepared for that. And they're already um, offering online uh, merch in their online store and, and all the proceeds of that merch will actually go back um, to the event. So if you're interested, get on top of it. Um, if you don't know where to find it, then maybe lean into Katie and I, we'll help you. But there's some um, fun new merch um, on their platform right now. and. That kind of leads yeah. us into like our, brains, our yeah, our brainstorming for this season. We thought, <clears throat> how do we get ready? Um, we ha we're coming off a fabulous year, a lot of um, incredible accomplishments, uh, men and women, um, that we've just celebrated. Um, but honestly, we thought it would be a good platform August a lot of people are, you know, just getting drafted in their uh, bowling leagues. They're signing up for their bowling leagues. We're starting to prepare really quickly. Like the Beef Bowl is, you know, happening September 8th right and away. 9th. Yeah. So little things like that, little pockets of tournaments are all starting to um, happen uh, in the next couple of weeks. And so we thought it would be really great to have um, three guests on the show um, really focused on coaching perspective on goal setting for the upcoming season, uh, mindset and perseverance. Uh, pers uh, perseverance. Sorry. Yeah, thank you, Katie. That's where you're. <laughs> and then uh, finally, um, we're going to have um, a veteran in our sport who's dedicated a lot of time um, teaching, competing, um, specifically targeting on goal setting. So think um you know the next uh 45 50 minutes or so is actually going to be really 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 good for those who are tuning in for sure and we're lucky enough in this episode that one of our guests has donated something that's a giveaway for everyone so if you are watching live all you have to do is put in the comments hashtag goal setting and you will automatically be entered for a chance to win a copy of um, his book success driven logic which is a fantastic resource if you're wanting to take your game to the next level or just even have some reading to talk about mindset and goal setting and where to go from there so uh, that we will keep up throughout the duration of the podcast and as you want to enter go ahead but before we get to him we have a couple guests in the meantime here so our first guest is none other than a coach that I had the pleasure of going to nationals with just a few months ago, uh, Jeff Wilson. So 
just a quick little introduction about Jeff before we bring him in here and then we can have him come on and tell us all about his philosophy and how he approaches the game. But he's been coaching for over 30 years with 13 national appearances as a coach throughout all of the different types of tournaments. Uh, two-time national gold, seven-time national silver, and two-time national bronze medalist as a coach. And uh, let's bring him in. Hello, Jeff. Hi, ladies. How are you? Welcome. Good. Good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks so we're much looking... for joining us. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. So you have been in bowling for many, many years both as a player and as a coach. I know that when we were chatting earlier, you're like, I'm going to give you my coaching resume instead of my bowling resume. But you have been a player for a long time as well, correct? Yeah, I played, um, you know, I played youth and then kind of into my 20s and then uh, life got in the way. And yeah. uh, it, uh, I made the choice to, to let Pam continue to bowl and I moved uh, moved on to other things. And uh, But I still wanted to stay within the within the community and, and coaching was the way to do that. For sure. I've heard a bit of a rumbling that you've actually joined a bowling league. I think, yes, there's, there's, there is that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there truth to that? There is, there, there's, it's a bad rumor, but it, the badness of it is there is truth to it. So yes. <laughs> so we're getting our shoes on again. And we're going to get, yep, yeah, yeah. We're going to give Jeff. it a shot and, uh, and see how it goes. Amazing. So when you like part of our whole idea to round today is just how we set goals for ourselves, but also we kind of wanted to get the perspective of how, you know, those support roles also help in setting goals. And like being a coach is one of the biggest support roles that we can have, especially as a bowler on the lane. So when you get a new team, oftentimes it's a team that maybe you haven't coached before or you haven't had really any experience with those players. So how does that impact how you go about helping them set goals when you don't have a lot of time with them or when it's like a new relationship on the lanes? Yeah, you know, when you're with those teams and, and you know, we, we have that, it's a very interesting dynamic that we have in bowling where you're always moving from, it's a new team every year, right? You're not having that same team with the same players on it that you're consistently coaching. So it's really getting an understanding of, uh, you know, I, I kind of, a lot of the bowlers that I do coach, I've known them for several years. I've coached them before now, but you know, this past year I had a couple of new players on our, our men's open uh, provincial team and it really, it's spending the time getting to, to know them and, and what makes them tick and, and what are their goals? What are they looking forward to doing? Uh, you know, these, these two bowlers were, this was their first time making the open and they came in, they were nervous. They didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to do, but it's, it's, sitting and talking with them, understanding that you know, what have they done? What are their experiences and what are they doing personally as well? And, and then building on that to be able to, to just support them and, and define what they want to do. Jeff, you and I have had lots of um, time together, team singles, particularly um, have been a part of uh, that bowling world with you, but one of the things that um, you and I did a little bit differently is when I um, was able to win my first uh, Masters singles title uh, last year. And 
So that's a little bit of a, a unique experience for me. Um, and I think maybe for you as well, because I came in with some very specific um, targeted goals and thinking process. And um, as a coach, I felt um, that you were really in tune and aware of the way that I was thinking. And so even your mindset or your perspective actually just adapted to uh, leverage uh, what I what I wanted to achieve or what my mindset was in a moment. Um, and I wanted to thank you for that personally, because we're, you know, that's not an easy thing to kind of like change um, often your your mindset to like think like someone else, but every step of the way we didn't get off the roadmap. So I want to talk about roadmaps. Do you have a roadmap? Typically, you and I had a roadmap um, that was very specific, but I, I, I wonder um, if you do have a bit of a roadmap um, for other coachable moments. Um, I can't say I do um, because, you know, as as you said, it's 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 adapting towards the player and, 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 and the individual, uh, you know, I've, I've had the luxury of in my professional world, going through a lot of different, um, different training on understanding personality traits and, and that people are different and they react differently to different, um, situations, to different comments. Uh, you know, you can, and, and, and so by taking that and really just starting to understand the individual, and their personality, you can then start to build upon that personality and, and the things that drive them uh, a little bit more towards what they want to do. And, and you know, and, and Tracy, when you're talking about that, you know, that it was kind of this is where your path was and what you were looking at and that. And, and the first thought that went through my head was, and, and or that I adopted, adapted to you, the first thought was, it, yes, because it's coaching isn't about me. Right. And, and when I look at that, it's, it's about the bowlers. It's about the players that are there and, and maximizing their potential. And, and if you don't adapt to what they're looking for, how are you going to be able to continue to move, move forward with it? And, and so I try to take a look at that and, and how do we adapt and how do we, we adjust based upon the individual? I definitely believe that that's our gold medal, Jeff, because we did that together, right? And I actually had a few people, you know, behind me uh, along the way um, when I was uh, leading up to that, like deep-rooted um, practices. So um, it's a it's a shared medal, um, and and I really appreciate that moment with you. Um, teachable moments, Jeff, like because you've got a lot of background, but. Um, because this is a goal setting um, session, um, in your perspective, like what are some of the things that would be teachable moment that you'd want to sh share with anybody who's watching? And I think um, really, it's it's really getting down to the definition of of your goal. Uh, and and you know, I used the professional uh, example before, and I'll, I'll use this again. Is is something that I've I've in my professional career is getting up and going through and setting goal setting. And, and you've heard the, the term smart goals, right? And I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have probably heard that or, or have, have seen it done before, but you know, smart really stands for your specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, um, and timely goal. And, and when you go through each of those, you're trying to define what are those, what is your specific goal, right? And, you, you mentioned specific and, and you say, okay, what is specific? Well, I want to bowl better. That's not a good goal, 
yeah. right? How do we how do we build on on that? So putting something specific of saying, I want to improve my average by X points. I want to improve my spare percentage by right and and building on that and that's where i'm going into this that measurable step and the next one is is put it put a target that's in there that says i want to increase my average by six points next season okay and 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 setting out that goal and and getting into uh into that but then we move to the uh, achievable right so is there something that's there saying i'm going to average 400 it's probably not it's possible but it's not achievable. Let's kind of get into that. And it kind of moves into the realistic side as well. Is that realistic? And, you know, if you're averaging, if you're going and saying, okay, I want to average, um, I want to increase my average by 30 points. Is that realistic? Maybe, but then you've got to put the work in to get it to get there. Right. Uh, and then putting into that timely uh, level. So as if, you know, your, your goal this year is to, um, you know, I want to make, I want to make the open team. Okay. Well, there are, what are the things that I need to do in order for me to make the open team this year? And when do I have to have that done by the opens coming up in January? Uh, that's real quick here. You know, it's only a few months. What's the work that you need to put in in order for you to be able to get there. And uh, so I've always used that kind of that smart, the smart goal and smart foundation to be able to build goals off of that and, and establish them from there. Right. So when you have that goal set, that smart goal, how much of the execution of that do you feel comes from like the mindset behind the goal versus the practice and the like work that you're putting in to achieve the goal? Well, the mindset starts with creating the goal, right? You, you, right. you create the want, you create the need to be able to, to define the goal and, and establish it. And that's where the mindset comes. But we can't just write a goal down and say, this is, this is just going to happen. It's not going to happen organically. It's, it's, you've got to be able to go in and put in what, put in that effort in order for you to be able to do it. And right. you may not want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't just like say, I want to be better and just be better. Exactly. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> so, but it's, it's being able to, to get you to, you got to put in that work to say, okay, what do I need to be able to do to get myself to where I want to be? And, you know, I'll use the example of, okay, I'm going to increase my average by six points this season. Great. What do you have to do to do that? Right. You know, and, and does that mean that maybe we can now start to break that goal down a little bit into smaller chunks as well and say, okay, well, you know, I'm starting to look at a bit of my stats and I'm saying, all right, my, my spare percentage is 30%. Okay. Well, guess what? If I increase thy spare percentage by 10%, then now all of a sudden, maybe my average is going to start to to improve based upon that. So, and then, okay, well now I need to improve my spare percentage. What am I going to do in my practices? Right. And and you know, Scott brought up the the purpose purposeful practicing. How do you make that purpose purposeful practice to get you to those goals that you've you've set out? I think Jeff, this is like a really important segment because my I don't know if I'm the only one but I'm gonna say it there are times where I actually have gone into a season with zero goals like zero goals and so you know when Katie and I were talking about this it's like a nice reminder that it is an important process of what's going to happen for you in the year and even though maybe I didn't have goals for the season uh, perhaps maybe I had success and perhaps I didn't, right? 
Um, so I've walked away with, you know, a lot of disappointment or celebration, either or. But I think uh, why it's so important, it's just like this, this reminder that you do have to have a bit of a process, right? A bit of a mindset um, to, to uh, enable you. Otherwise, you're going to be, you know, faced either way with something. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The other thing I really like that you said was just that piece of chunking it into smaller, like even if this is your big goal for this season, chunking it into those smaller achievable things along the way. I know for myself, sometimes it's just needing to have that accountability piece. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when the end goal is a little bit too far away, I lose that drive to get there because I'm like, well, it's just too far away. Right. So it's setting those things that you can chunk into smaller bits to hold you accountable along the way and see that growth and progress as you go. Yeah, I love it. You know, how do how do you know you're you're progressing and how do you know you're making improvements if right. if you've just set one goal that's at the end of the year and you just kind of skip along thinking this right. is great. Uh, and uh, and yeah, so I love that. What's your take, Jeff? We got a couple more minutes, but what's your take like just leading into that sometimes you're you're bowling and you you see the output before you've actually, you know, finished the day. You're trying to get the output. Um, you're kind of foreseeing um, the results, which don't necessarily always work out. Maybe we could talk a little bit about mindset and uh, temperament and patience as you're kind of going through your game in a big moment. How, what would be your advice um, for someone who's starting to think that way? Yeah, it, I, I think it's human nature that, you know, you're, gonna, you're, you're working along and all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, I can't get there. How do I how do I get to that next stop and 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 it's 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 hard because you let the negative thoughts come in and they start to drive you to to where you're going and you know all I can say with that is is pause right you you know if you're if you're going out and you're saying okay I'm going to try to practice five days a week and I'm trying to improve my average and and just hitting that stalemate there's nothing wrong with stepping back and pausing and and take a break, step away from the game for a week uh, and, and clear your mind. But it's, it's really going in and, and understanding that you set that goal for a reason and, and that it's, it's not going to be easy, right? We're, we're not going to set goals to say, I'm going to, I'm going to improve my average by one point, but that doesn't make a lot of sense. So how do you go out and, and establish that, that long-term goal that that's, that is a stretch goal. It's you're trying to work towards, but you've got to reset and, and just go back and understand why did I set the goal? What is my purpose here? What I'm trying to do and, and, and focus on the positivity side of it and, and try to stay as positive as you possibly can and reach out to reach out to people, talk to them about it that are your friends, coaches that are around, um, talk to them. And, and, and get their take and how they feel on things. Really sure. good point. Yes, really good point. The good thing about uh, this being live is you can go back and watch this for like all the tips or where you're at, you know, in your uh, journey with goal setting and, and the career. So um, I wish we could have you on probably for another hour, coaching tips by, by Jeff Wilson. <laughs> um, but we're going to hit up our next guest, and we just really, really appreciate you uh, joining us uh, for this podcast, Jeff. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on. I was uh, really like to be able to, to talk about my thought process and such, so appreciate it. Thank you. For sure. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Bye, well, 
so close. <laughs> yeah, so we've just had some fantastic coaching um, tips from Jeff, and we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit here and go into more of a player um, viewpoint of mindset and goal setting through that player lens. So we'll bring her in and then we'll give her a little bit of an introduction here. Hello, Hello. Rhonda. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for having me. It's not the first time you've been on our podcast. No, no, but I think second, (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) number two. Okay, so I'll do a little bit of an intro, and I'll try and uh, do my best here. Um, If you know her, you love her. She's a ton of fun, a lot of experience. Uh, We'll break it down. Uh, Four open national appearances, 12 Masters uh, BC teams, 1993 National Ladies Team Gold at the Open. Um, You can't even count, apparently, your silvers and bronzes. Multiple. (laughs) Just fierce, fierce, fierce. Uh, Four times TSN pins game, which is um, incredible. I think I have those years here. 97, 98, 2003. And then uh, proud to say that you you advanced in the Diamond Ladies Cut in 2023, this first inaugural event that we had um i think you made a comment that it's probably the most games you've played in one day to make make a qualifying round if i got that uh right so uh, very tenured uh fierce in the game played against you many times um been crushed many times by you (laughs) um anyways it's been fun so to start it off um You've had so much success um, in the game, spanning over a very, very long time. And I'm just wondering, from the beginning to the middle to where you are now, has have you always set goals for yourself, Rhonda? And are they more important now than maybe they once were? Um, I have not always set goals for myself. Um, when I was younger, I just went and played, didn't put too much thought into it. Um, I did have, uh, times where I was off. I had a quite a lengthy period where I had injuries, um, slipped and fell on the ice and did my right shoulder. Um, I have fallen from the top of my stairs, landed on my head. Um, that was my most recent one in 21. So like, it's just, um, I think as you get older, stuff happens, life happens. Your kids are older now. My kids are now 31, 25, and 23. And so back in those days, you just kind of flew by the seat of your pants when your kids were young and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go bowl because I need to get away. And so there wasn't a whole lot of goal setting around that. And, um, you know, life was busy. We were, we were both working and um, kids were young and things were busy and, and it didn't really... I didn't really put a whole lot of thought in that. And then I got to a point in my life, I was about 35. So now I have three boys and I'm 35. And I'm like, there's got to be something different to life than just going day in, day out, doing the same thing over and over again. And, uh, and so that's when I got introduced to actually network marketing and doing um, home-based businesses and different things like that. And, and the great part of that is the self-development part of it. And so that's when I got introduced to Bob Proctor, the law of attraction, what you give out comes back, 
um, learning about myself, gaining confidence in myself, learning how to speak, communicate with people, learning about, like, like Jeff had said, the different um, personality traits and different um, aspects that people are, whether they're a type A, type B, type C, or you go through the color training and, and what color people are and what's important. Some people are spontaneous. Some people are very analytical. I am analytical, but I also have a blue to me, which is customer service orientated. I love to help people. Um, and so, yeah, so once I went through that, then I started going more through, then you learn about goals and goal setting and, and how that's important to not only just write it down on a piece of paper and close the book, but what am I going to do to do that? What are the steps that I need to go through that's going to make that happen? And if you don't know the answer, that's okay, because there's a lot of people around that you could you could ask, you know, I always say, if you want to be successful at something, go talk to the people that are successful at what you want to be successful at. Right. Yeah. So whether that, whether that's business, whether that's just, you know, organizing your home, whether that's a, um, a sports career, whatever it is, talk to the people that are doing it well and find out what makes them tick. What do they do right. to, you know, I to love, forward. yeah, I love that you said that what are the steps I need to do to get to that end goal? And it's okay if you don't know what that is yet. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we don't set the goal because you just don't know how to get there. And so it's like, well, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to bother. But like, that's just so important to remember that it's okay not to have all the answers. It's okay not to know the steps that you need to do in order to get to that goal. But setting the goal is the first step. And then step number two is finding that resource along the way that's going to be able to help you get there, right? So let's talk about that a little bit too, because I think sometimes along the journey, and I'm looking for your perspective, Rhonda, fear sets in because maybe you didn't accomplish it at the rate or something fell off the rails or, 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 or. So maybe, maybe lend some insight on how to get back on the, on track. Well, that's the biggest thing about setting goals and, and then, you know, figuring out the steps is once you put that down on paper and you write it, and you're reading it, the law of attraction works that all of a sudden the people will get introduced to you in your life to move you that one step forward. And then once Mm -hmm. that step happens, all of a sudden another door opens and then another door opens and then another door opens. And things can happen along the way that sidetracked you. And the biggest thing I always say is is try to have the most positive um, mind frame. And that doesn't mean that everything's sunshine and ro- rainbows and I toot fairy dust. I'm, that's not what I mean. I mean, like it, everybody has stuff happen to them, mm-hmm. good, bad, and different. It's about how you react to what happens to you is what I'm meaning about that. So, you know, whether it's, um, you know, you've had an accident or even just to the game, you're, it's a, a, a head pin punch at a timely moment. Um, yeah, it's okay to like I used to smack the shit out of my leg. I don't do that anymore because it hurts my wrist, but it's okay to hit release, but you have to let it go as soon as you possibly can and move on because now it's in the past and it's over and it's done and you, you don't want to be carrying any of that forward. Right. So um, that for me, the biggest thing for me that I learned is, is releasing, releasing it as quickly as possible 
um, recognizing that it upset you. It's okay to get, it's okay to have those emotions. They're, they're there for a reason. They're teachable, you know, times. And, but being able to recognize it, going, okay, thanks for sharing and then move on, right? As quickly sure. as, you, as you possibly can. And once you recognize, okay, I got really mad on that shot, eventually you get better and better and better and better at just releasing quicker and quicker and quicker. Cause you just, you have to be aware that you're doing it first to be able to make a change, mm -hmm. right? Right, And so you have to recognize that you're doing something that's impacting you before you can change it. For sure. Yeah. So when you were coming back into bowling, I know there was a few setbacks with shoulders and injuries and things along the way. How did that affect your mindset of what you were looking for to? Like, were you thinking like you just wanted to get back to where you were before all of this happened? Or were you thinking more in smaller steps? Like, how did you kind of approach those next few seasons coming mm -hmm. back from a pause in your play? Right. Um, anybody that knows me, I am a huge competitor. I am, I, I wanted to be the same as the day I left right now, <laughs> today. <laughs> and so, and so and it's okay to be like that, but you also got to recognize that you've had time off and it's a process. And um, I had a shoulder injury, so I was bowling through a shoulder injury, so your arm doesn't come all the way through. And so once that was healed, what happened to me is the muscle memory would come in and my arm would stop because I used to play with it injured and now it's not injured. But so you, it's just about repeating the motion, repeating the motion, repeating the motion, and then recognizing the feels the feels of, oh, that arm came all the way through. That's the difference that I'm missing in my shot. That's why my shot's flat and I'm punching myself silly because I didn't quite finish. And, I, right. and, it, and it was just, yeah, a lot of repetitive practice, 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 practice. Even at home, just, just bringing my arm through, bringing my arm right up and over and, and, and going, it's okay. You're, you can do this now. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. And you have to do that to have the same shot. For sure. We talked about that <clears throat> when you were younger, you didn't necessarily goal set, but I'd like to just kind of understand what are you, what are you doing now? Because I know we'll talk a little bit about it, but like you are a huge advocate of female in bowling. You are all about the WCBT. You attend as much as you possibly can. You're an advocate for the Diamond Ladies Classic. So you've got pro league team. I'm hoping I'm not missing anything. And if I am, I apologize. But I think I've got the majority of it covered, right? Um, you're wanting to play in some of those uh, national events again. So um, what does it look like for you now? Well, um, I just recently started the cash tournaments last year. I did Calgary and Regina, and I've not done cash tournaments outside of BC previous to that. And um, I've had a lot of people say, oh, you know, that old expression, you can't teach a dog, an old dog new tricks and da 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 da. And, and some people think, oh, you're, you know, you're getting older and you're 54 and can you still compete at that level? And absolutely. Absolutely. I believe your mindset and your belief and, and, and age is just a number. Um, I, I have huge goals for this year. Um, I averaged 245 in my Friday night um, scratch league this past season, which is one of my uh, higher averages. I'm probably going 15 years back before it was that high because I had time off and all the other things that happened in between. 
And so now my, my goal is to be 10 pins higher this year. Um, I'm shooting for master's singles this year. Um, I want to make a cut. I want, I'm, <laughs> I want to make a cut at the cash tournaments. I am um, sponsoring more into Diamond Ladies event. I want to have um, a Diamond Ladies event next August in the Okanagan. And I'm, I, I'm looking at, you know, putting together some people that can help me get that in place and have a wine tour and a ladies event in, in August. And so now we would have two in the year instead of one. And um, I see the lady events. Um, uh, um, what I see this all playing out is that we could have ladies and men's events all running at the same time. And, and maybe that's a thing that we look at in the future. Um, who knows? But um, I can see us having more, more ladies events and, and not, not taking away from what's already there, but adding to it and, and just even making it bigger and better and inclusive of all. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Great goals. I think that's great. Can't wait to uh, watch you um, achieve, you know, all of them, most of them. Um, those are really, really nice goals, Rhonda. Um, want to pick your brain, continue to pick your brain because we still have you on the docket for another six minutes or so. So just want to utilize anything um, that maybe goes outside of your traditional thinking that you've learned along the way that you would share with us. Absolutely. Um, so I did a lot of self-development and, and one thing I wanted to bring up, I actually brought up books. Think and Grow Rich, <laughs> You Are Born Rich. Um, this and for um, having an attitude of gratitude and, and giving back to the sport and, and, and keeping yourself in a positive mindset. I don't know if you've heard of the book, The Magic, but it's got 28 days of, of going through everything um, that you could possibly do in your life to think, um, bring more to your life by practicing gratitude. Um, and so... For me, that's one thing I've learned over the years is um, as much as I love this sport, there's so much more to life than than just actual bowling, like just the connections we make, the friendships we have, the time we get to share together um, and, and, you know, family time and, and and all that and what retirement looks like. And and because uh, we're we're looking at, at doing that hopefully early. And and so there's just so many things that you can do to try and keep yourself in that positive mindset in that place of gratitude, which also in turn helps your sport. And you can use um, affirmations. I actually just wrote a couple little affirmations down to share with you guys that would fit as far as bowling goals. And um, one is like, I am confident in my ability and I have the skills needed to perform well. Like if, if you're struggling and at times, sometimes you can just say something over and over and over and over and over again, and then get your subconscious not mind to back you up when you're doubting yourself and you have those little monkeys talking to you going, you're not doing that. So you can't do that. And right. you know, another one's I can stay focused under pressure. This is game is this game is 95% mental. Yes, you have to have skill to play the game, but we are so much in our heads. It's unbelievable in, in our self-talk and just being as positive and nice as we can to ourselves. Like when I swear, everybody says, oh, say, well, you swear a lot when you bowl. I do, but I'm not swearing at me. I'm swearing at the situation. There's a, there's a totally different frame right. 
when, you, you know, I'm not calling myself those words. I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just the, the moment is uh, not fun. And, and that's my release because I stopped hitting my leg. So <laughs> I, I, yeah. everybody's got to find their, their thing that they, that they can release because we all are competitors. We all get mad at times and frustrated and you got to release it somehow. And whether it's you, you pace, you walk, you, you know, you take a moment and you go sit in the corner by yourself and just, you know, kind of deep breathe and, and, you know, everybody's got to figure out like what works for them. And sometimes it's a combination of a bunch of them. Like you go for a walk, you go sit in the corner, you take some deep breaths, you have a conversation with somebody about something other than bowling, just to get your mind off the situation at the moment. Um, whatever it is for you, put your earbuds in and, and you listen to a music and, you know, now we have all these different apps and options and, and things that we can utilize to help just, right. you know, distract you from and whatever bring you back down. and bring you back into the moment, right? And just stay as much as you can in the present moment. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. So looking forward, you said you have a whole bunch of goals coming up for this season throughout the summer. Have you been practicing? Have you been taking some time just to like, Take some time away from the lanes. I know we have a busy season that goes farther and farther into the summer now every year, but. I believe 100% that everybody needs to take a break. The season gets long and grueling. And I so I have not thrown a ball since Je- July 3rd, since, since nationals. Same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, 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 my son and grandbabies are in Kelowna. I, I, I typically go there and, and just decompress and take in the sun and take time off. Um, I literally am starting a, uh, a trial session of kickboxing on Friday. And so my, my goal um, this year is to build up strength and stamina um, to be able to attain my goals. And so, um, yeah, so that. Starting Friday, I'm going to start that, and then I'll be starting the throw at, um, next week. Do you yeah. find with that bit of a mental break or physical break from the game that you're eager for? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's normal. You miss it. Like you, I think sometimes you just need to step away so that you, you know, it doesn't just get mundane and oh gosh, I got to go bowling, right? Like you want to, yeah. you want to be excited to go back in September. Mm-hmm. And so now that I've taken that time off. I'm looking forward to going back and, 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 and starting the tournaments and yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important to recognize even throughout the season. Like I know there's been seasons where they just, it feels like it's dragging on and I'll just get a sub for a couple weeks just mm-hmm. to give myself that break from being at the lanes yeah. for three weeks or two weeks and just have that reset because it just smart when it starts to become a chore of like this season yeah. is taking forever. I'm not yeah. playing well it's not going to be productive being there. And so taking that intentional time away, whether it's getting a sub to tack on to when there's already a natural break in the season or something, just to give myself that space allows me to come back in feeling a little bit more refreshed as opposed to dreading going every week. Right. So it's okay to take that time. Even when it's not the summer break, you can take it at other times throughout the season too. If you're feeling like you need that to be able to push forward again. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I 100% believe that if it's not fun, you're not going to want to do it. Right. So if you get, if you've got yourself like in a tether where you're just not enjoying going, I absolutely highly recommend taking a week off or, 
you know, go, go away, go do something, go visit somebody, go, like, just don't go bowling for a week and, and just right. take, take that break, get that mental reset and then go back at it again. Right. Rhonda, Amazing. definitely a breath of fresh air. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And we're not for... done with her yet. No, <laughs> but I do want to say you're, it was a breath of fresh air, right? The books, um, the affirmations. Um, thank you for all of that. I think it's important. And I know we're not done with you. We've got a little bit more of a segment with you, but mm-hmm. I'm eager to have you on um, future podcasts as well. Yeah, anytime. I love it. Thank you so much for asking me. Mm-hmm. All right. We are going to bring in our last guest who we're going to keep Rhonda in because she's going to help us out with uh, (laughs) something in our next little segment. But we are going to bring in our last guest and then we'll introduce him here. Hello, Tom. Hi. How are you? I'm just tickety-boo. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So when we asked Tom, Tracy was telling me that you, when we asked for a list of your highlights, which I'm sure are extensive, the only one you wanted to tell us about was over 20 bowling schools. Youth and adults across Canada have benefited from your wealth of knowledge at all of the bowling schools and clinics that you have run, um, primarily focusing on goal setting and getting your game to the next level. That's what we're going to talk about, right? That's what we're here to talk about. (laughs) You know, amazing. I I may have been, I may have been around, but that's just because I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Wanda, you know what? You're going to help me out with this, and I got to tell you, I am so impressed by what I heard on the podcast. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) You know, you have, you've got such a good handle on on yourself. Um, You've learned a lot of life lessons, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I'm just really, really impressed by um, how well you you made me cry. (laughs) You understand yourself. Well, you understand the challenges of improving. You had a number of years away from the game, essentially, right, in terms of being a competitor in the mind of yourself. Anyway, um, you've recognized the impact of injury, and you've also recognized that you're a different person than you were. 15 years ago, uh, yep. when you were a teen, right? Yep. And, and you've had a, a rather illustrious career. You've, you've had success yep. over a long period of time. But I am 100% on side with the, the idea, the notion that you are a much better bowler today than you've ever been. Thank you. You just are. Um, you, uh, you know, I was asked the other day uh, online why I was doing adult schools and I'm not doing youth schools. I think adults, adults also can have the benefit and should have an opportunity to improve their game if they're interested. But you know what? Those bowling schools, they need you there. 
Thank you. I'd love, I'd love to do that for sure. Absolutely. I think the, uh, the BC Youth Bowling School, the Saskatchewan Youth Bowling School, uh, they would, the kids would learn so much just through your presence. So, uh, and the same with Jeff. You know, he, he, Jeff spoke so well on goal setting. If, if you want to know the ABCs of goal setting, Jeff has got it nailed. Right? He's got. Uh, we picked good, Tracy. We nailed it. We nailed it. It was intentional. <laughs> yeah, Jeff really understands the importance of understanding the people you're working with and, and meeting with their goals. You talked a lot about being adaptable. And I know, Tracy, you talked about roadmap that you had, right, and that the two of you shared, well, you know, it takes a really good coach to be able to do that, to sit down and do that. And if I can digress away from goal setting, one of the problems we have as a nation, I believe, and maybe that's naive on my part because I come from Saskatchewan, so a lot of my experiences, obviously Saskatchewan, based. But I think too many people that could be really good coaches out there get turned away because uh, I don't know if it's the old boys method, but it, it's certainly more apt to be someone they're familiar with and met rather than many times I've been on team. Uh, I'll ask the question of why do we want this person? And the, the team members sometimes will look at me like, Patterson, you saying? Why would you say that? I mean, he's a friend of ours. There's more to being a coach than being a friend, right? Uh, that, that's bonus land. Uh, his job is to coach her or she. But anyway, I digress. I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We really need to do a, a good job of picking a coach. And Jeff, you are. That's mm -hmm. <laughs> the thick of things and uh, the medal count and, and that your experiences really demonstrate that. Anyway, Rhonda, so I'm really impressed. And as I listened to you, I thought, holy mackerel, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> could I imagine even being able to bring to the table for you, okay? Uh, however, I, I, w I was curious about, uh, you have several goals. You wanted to improve your average by 10. You wanted to be master singles champion. You wanted to, you, you wanted to uh, make the cut at a cash tournament. Um, you did the Diamond Ladies event. You want to bring one to the Okanagan, but more importantly, you want to perform better than you have in the past in the Diamond League. So, Wait, yeah, yeah. One step at a time. I made, I made the cut, so now it's like, okay, I, I went, through, uh, went through all that, and, and for those that were there, you went down to the 10th frame of the eighth game of the last shift to get myself there, right. and, and, and I, I needed to spare a chop spare, and, and I did. <laughs> and got myself in by the skin of my teeth. Okay. So I think um, for me, what I'm looking for is, okay, now I've done that. 
the next day I was mentally and physically drained. And so I came into the top 16, went loss, loss. Okay, back up the horse to me. Back up the horse. Why were you mentally and physically drained? Um, I bowled 16 games on the Saturday. I've never done that before. Oh. I did I did two shifts on the Saturday. Um, yeah, so I bowled, I bowled the first shift and I went, you know what? I have something there. I can feel that, that I got something. I'm going to play again because I think... I think I can do this. So I played again and, uh, and yeah, so I've never bowled 16 games in a, in, yeah. in my whole career in a day before. So, um, yeah. Well, I think the idea that you are uh, on Friday getting involved with a little kickboxing. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's why, that's why I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Build the stamina, build the strength. <laughs> that is purposefully taking care of the business of being successful, right? You had, you have uh, master singles. You have, you know, you made the cut, okay? The diamond leagues thing, but probably doing better than you did, right? Um, so you're really being proactive and you're making good choices to help get you there, right? It's not about just results. It's, you're looking at the process of how I can improve to get there, and Jeff talked a lot about that as well, right? The process of how we get there. I, you know, there's two avenues we could take here. One would be to specifically look at one of those events and brainstorm what some realistic goals would be. But that's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to try a different avenue for you, okay? And it's an avenue that I believe will require some thought. And really, I think it taps into everything that all three ladies here, as well as Jeff, you are well aware of and cognizant of and involved in. And that is what today, in today's world, is called growth mindset. The growth mindset has been around for, well, as long as mom and dads have been around. Um, it just hasn't gained the popularity and the notoriety that it has lately. And certainly, you know what? Rhonda, you picked up books before, but <laughs> a really good book. Carol do it. Growth mindset. A very good book to read. And easy to read too. But anyway, so I want to pose five five words for you, Rhonda. And those five words and everybody that's listening. I'd like you to venture in and see how can, how can you make goals around you, all right? And you may find it even difficult to figure out how in the world would these goals switch you, all right? But because it does take some thought. You can't, you can't attack these words without reflection. And the reflection that Tracy does and the reflection that Katie does and that you, you do would be different but equal, okay? All right, word no, first word is a acceptance. And that word, Rhonda, you've already nailed. You've already nailed because you recognize the, the, the role of injury. You've recognized the role of age. You've recognized the difference between you being younger and being at the age you are now. Um, 38, isn't it, Rhonda? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Correct. (laughs) You've got, for yourself, you've got acceptance nailed, I believe. Another one is courage. All right? The second word is courage. So one could look at those very same things that have led to your acceptance as part of that is also courage. You've had the courage to go out and uh, start kickboxing. But that's really about commitment. More, It's courage because you're walking into an environment that you've never been in before. Uh, so, uh, but what else, where else could courage fit in to what you want to do for yourself in preparing this year? All right. What would courage look like if you come to the uh, Calgary tournament in October? What would that courage look like? Curiosity is the third word. Curiosity. And I love it. Curiosity for me is uh, really, really nice. It's a really nice word because one of the things curiosity does is it helps take the weight of the world off of you. It allows you to just simply be curious. I wonder what would happen if. I wonder what would happen if I start kickboxing. Right? How will that influence other parts of my life? I went and took many years ago. Uh, our, our grandkids are, I'm old, so consequently, our daughters are old and our grandkids are old. And um, my m- most favorite granddaughter in the whole world, Emma, she's the only granddaughter I have. All the <laughs> Emma is a real jewel in my world. And Emma wanted to take up karate, but she was a bit timid about going in there alone. So grandpa went along and joined in, right? And, you know, uh, as much as that was now probably 15 years ago, um, she really excelled at it. It was marvelous to watch and see. But from my perspective, there was a lot of curiosity there. There was a lot of being courageous there, all right? Much like your kickboxing, walk into a different room, different environment, et cetera, right? There's some courage, but specifically to the event that you're preparing to go to. What does acceptance look like? What will acceptance look like for you? What will courage look like? What will curiosity look like for you? The fourth word is experiment. What goals can you set around experiment? And again, uh, Jeff talked about process goals. Well, these are all process goals, but these are not just process goals. These are growth-oriented goals. They're goals that get you to look inside yourself, and they make you stronger as a person and consequently stronger as a competitor as well. So experiment. And the last word, which some people have a real difficult time with, is vulnerability. Being vulnerable. Are you willing to be vulnerable? Or are you going to be vulnerable? What is that going to look like? Okay. Uh, what goal can you set for yourself around being willing to be vulnerable? 
or when that sense or feeling of being vulnerable comes to you. Sometimes it comes to you in the sense of victory and at the extreme loss. How, how will you embrace that? What will that look like? Can you write down tangible and intangible goals that will help you get to those places, right? Um, so those five words, I think, are really very strong words and they get you to think about you, the person, in the competitive experience, all right? Another thing I want to make mention of is, is something like the acronym is F-A-R, but F stands for focus, A stands for attitude, and R stands for resiliency. And again, you could look at the goals around what goals can you make for yourself around focus, what goals can you make for yourself around attitude, and what can you make around resiliency. You will not be successful in any athletic form without being resilient. For sure. And focus. And without having an attitude. So now I'm gonna, I, I don't want to take you to task on this You got yourself a mouth on you, apparently. I, I didn't know this, but apparently you swear. <laughs> when you, is that right? When you bowl, you can swear at yourself kind of thing or something. Did I hear that? I'm sorry, it cut out a little bit there. Did, did you? I'm, I'm, I thought there was part of you, and you know, I'm old guy, so I don't like But anyway, <laughs> attitude, right? One of the things I think I heard in the earlier conversations you were having was that that sometimes you have a bit of a potty mouth. Oh, she's got a potty mouth. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, the outsiders, right? That potty mouth might be even that stay away from the part of you as I've heard you that is a way of releasing right and you have learned yeah. how to release that energy and that pent up angst about that particular frame etc right and that's everything you do in reaction to something considered a process anyway so I haven't given you a lot of guidance about those five words. Guidance about um, FAR, focus, attitude, and resiliency. All right. But I believe at your level, and you know what, I'm going to be seated to two boarding schools for adults uh, in September. I'm starting with those five words. And some of the people in that clinic are seniors, some of them are 70 years old. Uh, one gentleman, if he does one, he's 78. Have others that are very strong competitors that will be there as well. So I think those are going to apply to all of us because we're all successful. We're all driven. Yeah, that's a topic for another day. But uh, <laughs> I do want to mention, going back to, you know, if, if I was going to do the bland bull thing, all right, I would have mentioned the idea about our motivation, that my book talks a lot about motivation, and it talks about, uh, we have four motivations, if a guy by the name of William Plasma came up with four motivations, and those motivations were 
love and belonging, which in uh, athletics and in the classroom is about fitting in. Um, fun, that's pretty self-explanatory. Power, which I want to come back to a bit, and autonomy. Autonomy is about choice. Autonomy plays a huge role in the coach-player interaction, and it also plays a huge role in the team. So having goals that focus well on autonomy are really important. Um, power, though, when, when we think of the word power, we often think of uh, winning, right? That's the first thing we come to, or we might think of something like punching somebody, right? Shoving them around, and maybe they're very verbose on the lane, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and that demonstration of power, potty mouth, <laughs> some may interpret it as a demonstration of power, motivation, right? Anyway, um, so William Glazer came up with these particular styles of motivation. That he claimed that every kind of motivation in the world falls under one of those forms, and they do. And then later on, a guy by the name Daniel Payne came up with his own ideas, and then someone else. That you can book one. You can find ten, ten different ways to look at motivation. For sure. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, Everything, Wanda, you have been talking about, when you're talking, everything that you're talking about is from a mastery point of view, a mastery orientation. And get rid of the word orientation and just put the word motivation. You're mastery motivated, all right? You're growth motivated. You're motivated to getting the job done by doing the things that will help you get there. And a lot of the things that are getting helping you get there well, there's the physical thing about kickboxing, but there's also the part about practicing, but there's also the big part about mind. And that's these five words. Okay? I am 100%, I believe 100% that those five words can guide people to being successful beyond their lives. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you a little bit there, Rhonda. You wanna make master singles. What does that mean to you? Make master singles. Oh, I want to represent BC for master singles. Uh, why? Yeah. And why? Because yeah. I, I, my goal in bowling is to have a gold medal at master singles, open singles, and then I would need masters team gold. I would love to be able to say I had a gold in all of them. And so I'm going to keep trying and see what happens. <laughs> so what's going to be your legacy once you've done that? Pardon me? What's going to be your legacy once you've done that? I would move on to something else. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I wouldn't be bowling anymore. <laughs> right. It's just, it's just. Um... I don't believe that. Rhonda, if you want another goal, everything you've said tonight, everything you've said on that, on the podcast and everything you've validated with me has been about mastery orientation, right? I believe, yeah, those winning the gold medals, that meaning for you, right? But I'm going to suggest something else. Is it possible? Is it possible that underneath winning those gold medals, it's about you 
being interested and excited to be challenged. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So there's far more at play here than just a medal. A medal is out of, you know what? You might end up, you said you had more silvers and bronzes than you can count. All right. Because that's what the little blurb said. You know, right? <laughs> I think so, Mike Warren's got more, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you had all those silvers and bronzes. You might end up with more silvers and bronzes and not get a gold medal. Yeah, you might. And you know what? It's the, it's the trying, I think, that I, it's the, yeah, putting yourself out there. That's still, that's part of vulnerability, right? But yeah, 100%. Of, of recognizing that is acceptance, but I believe underneath all that is the challenge of wanting to just challenge yourself and see Mm -hmm. well you can perform seeing how much how much you got yeah. mentally and physically and stay and your focus etc throughout so i believe even if you didn't win a gold medal you would be wiser and better competitor absolutely agree 100 i believe you'd still be back the next year unless uh, injuries got away etc etc mm -hmm. right but anyway uh, so, a master. But I, my, my, I guess my thing with the goal setting is, if you don't set your goal up there, how do you get there? Yeah. Right. Like you yeah. don't, you don't go in a tournament and say, "Oh, I'd be okay if I just made the team." Okay. I don't, I don't frame it that way. I want I, you, you want to go to a tournament. You want to win. Okay. I want. I right. Wanna... And you're satisfied yeah. finishing in a certain spot, but you still went out to win. What's your timeline for these goals? For the, which one? <laughs> no, that's timeline for improving your average by 10 points. Um, that's for this season, this coming season. Okay. What's your timeline for Masters singles? I want to be the BC rep this year. And what about being a gold medalist at Nationals? I don't have a timeline for that. Okay. Can I pose a question for you? Absolutely. What is your goal going to be when you go when you win Master Singles of the BC? All right, and you get there. What are you going to just say? Uh, well, I, my yeah. goal is to win the gold, but okay. like you said, I could end up with a silver or a bronze. So yeah, the goal is. So so when I'm still yeah I'm still going for the gold. Absolutely, yeah. I see your point. <laughs> well, you just think about setting three year goals. Three-year goals, yeah. Okay. So let's consider as an option setting some three-year goals. And I think what you'll find is you may find some of those goals that you have along the way. Mm -hmm. it, it just gives you a little more focus about commitment, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, what about... The diamond is classic. What, what's your, what do you see as your goal there? My plan is to um, have another event. Like right now, we have the event's going to be in April, I believe. This, the Diamond Ladies is moving from June to April or March. April. I'm not 100% of the date. Yeah, April, April, right? Yeah. April, yeah. Yeah. So I had talked to a few of the girls, and my goal was is to have a, a second event in 
in August, like probably August long weekend kind of thing, do wine tour lady event kind of thing. Um, it's now a year away. Mm -hmm. And so it would be about putting the people together and um, to make that happen okay. for next August. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, you know what? Those are good. There's enough that we always have results-oriented goals, goals outside of our control, right? Absolutely. And and we are we don't want to be driven solely by that purpose. That would be what would be called a success orientation. And a success orientation goes about doing stuff just because they want to get that medal. And you know what happens to those people is when they're in a match and everything's going fine, well, like for anybody else, everything is going fine and they're okay. But if they have a bad one or a mediocre one, they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. They, well, that's they, more I, about ego than the goal. Yes, correct. And so they'll start looking for competitions that they can feel more success at rather than being too challenged, right? They say, oh, I can't go there. That's too hard. Uh, kind of like how some people might feel about crossing from teaching division and masters into tournament division masters, right? There'll right. be a small group of people that will say, oh, geez, no, I'm not going to tournament division, right? And yet they'll compete on a pins over average base and their average is 220 or 230, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've exhausted my time. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much that you've covered already, even uh, being able to put those goals into those five words and really using those to drive yourself forward in your game. Um, and then having those thoughts behind you about like, what's motivating you? Is it, is it, are you motivated by the fun of it? Is it the power of it, the autonomy of it? Um, like we could have you on obviously for hours with all the knowledge that you bring to the game and around goal setting and Anybody who's been fortunate enough to be a part of one of your coaching clinics, I'm sure has just been a sponge to all of the knowledge that you have to offer. Oh, thanks. I, I'm, not any, I'm not any different or better than <laughs> Before we let you go, should we bring in our giveaway and you can see who is going to be the lucky recipient of your book? Right. Uh, let's just figure out how to do this here. All right, can we see that? Rhonda, I really like your use of the word gratitude. Yeah. Thank you. Attitude of gratitude. Right. All right. We're going to come in here, and the winner of the book is... Brad. Yeah. Nice. Amazing. Brad. So we will... We will be in touch with you, Brad, to find out exactly how we can get that to you. Brad, um, but you know, he's probably not on the line with you right now. But if he is, Brad, all you need to do is send me your name and address and send it to successdrivenlogic at gmail.com, and I'll get it in the mail right away. Amazing. Uh, thank you so much for donating that book, Tom, and for just being on with us today and Rhonda for going through that whole exercise <laughs> with Tom. Um, it was 
amazing to see it kind of put into action of like with real life situations and uh, be able to kind of foresee what was going on. So. Yes. Thank you. Done gone and did a gooderous job. Not just (laughs) gooderous. Good stuff. (laughs) Very impressed ladies. I always enjoy watching the shows when I can. Oh, thank you. All right. We will see both of you soon and have a fantastic night. You as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So much information to take going into the new season. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I don't even know where to start. Like I almost have to build, like build the framework for myself, which is, which is okay. Cause Rhonda said it was okay. It's, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay not to know. <laughs> right. It's okay not to know. But um, I, th- I thought it was fabulous. And I thought just like the three different perspectives is it was very interesting to me. I'll probably take a little bit from all, uh, put my little roadmap in, in play for the, for the right. season. Um, and I'm excited to kind of see what happens for all of us in this next season. And then I guess our next podcast is September. 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 Uh, Septem- we just wrote September on our notes. I know. Uh, the third the Wednesday in September. Yes. I don't 100% know what the date is. The boys will let us know. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed um, this podcast on, on goal setting. We're looking forward to September podcast and um, always appreciate um, the viewership and the support and the comments. Um, just any comments, keep them rolling. So we can keep Yeah, we love as, the feedback. <laughs> yeah, the feedback's really important um, and grateful for you all. Yeah. Hope everyone has a fantastic month and a great start up to your seasons and the few tournaments that are coming up before we see you next time. Have a great one. Bye, Katie. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.